Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. As a pastor, it's kind of a done thing. You get to kind of like first week in February and your church is meant to have a, a Vision Sunday. That's kind of the done thing. Uh, that's what most modern churches do. And there's good reason for that. It's good to have some direction as a church. It's good to remind ourselves of who we are. Um, but generally the way you know Vision Sunday is meant to go is you're meant to share some sort of inspirational word for the year, like multiply or kingdom come or like acceleration or something like that. You're meant to have a few like exciting announcements, a few initiatives that we're gonna do through the year. Um, but I've never been much of a hype man. Normally when we have something exciting to say, I just tell you. And so I don't really do good at like saving it up for like a special day. And so I'm here to say it's Vision Sunday, but I've got no exciting initiatives, no shiny things to announce. But I do have just one word that I've been sensing over this year. And um, it comes from a pastor friend of mine who prayed this prophetic word over me in October last year when I was away at a retreat. And a really, really sexy word. Are you ready for it? You ready? Stability. Can you smell it? Does it put a fire underneath your belly? Stability. Um, This last year, our church uh, pretty much doubled in size. And um, I've got to be honest, like as a pastor, it feels really good. It feels like you're doing something right. And it's pretty easy to go, yeah, we're like, we're, we're, we're doing it good. And there's so much within me, um, you know, my training, my leadership training, uh, you know, my experience in pastoral ministry that wants to take hold of the momentum and be strategic about it. You know, what's the next thing we can do to harness the growth, to continue the growth? Um, but the thing is that I'm, I'm learning as I follow Jesus that not all growth is healthy. And there's kind of two ways you can think about growth. And one is, you know, any sort of explosive growth um, that gets painted in our, pitch, in, our, in our culture as success. You know, the success, sex, success story. Oh, watch where you, how they say those words. Success story um, of the overnight, you know, TikTok star or the tech company that blew up or the fast-growing church. Um, but the other way to think about fast growth and... Uh, the other definition I've heard of fast growth is cancer. <laughs> the, the things that the cells that grow in the body that are fast growing are cancerous cells. And that gives me pause about what happened last year. Explosive growth. Now, I want to make it really clear. Growth is awesome. Um, you know, it's so good to have people in the room. I love the people that are part of our church. I love you. I love our church. I love who God is bringing together. I love the stories. And there's been so many over the last 12 months of people finding Jesus for the first time and getting baptized or people rededicating their life to God or finding community. And I love that. But our church has grown wider. And this year, I think it's really important that we continue to grow deeper. Now, growth is awesome. I want us to be an effective church. I want us to be cool and innovative. I want us to um, be a growing church. 
But the moment we chase any of that, the moment that becomes the thing, we have royally screwed it up. Above all of that, we just really want to be a Jesus church. We want to be a community of people actually following Jesus, actually living this thing out. Um, we had a leadership council retreat in November last year. We are up at um, Stephen Jill's house. They so kindly opened their home to us up in Norahead. And we spent the day pretty much not doing too much, praying, really, praying for one another, praying for our church. And um, one prophetic word that I think it was Alyssa shared, it was linked to a, a word that was shared the same time the year before as we were praying for the church. And it was a little passage from Isaiah. It talks about stretching the tent, open wide the tent, prepare for what God's going to do. And Alyssa shared that same story, but it wasn't a, a continual stretching of what we're doing, but pegs going into the ground, multiple pegs. And it's like we've gone wide as a church, we've grown, but it's time for us to continue to go deeper, to peg down. And I wonder for the people in this room, maybe it's a decision to actually just peg down. Stability. Stability. We are not chasing more growth. I want to make that really, really clear. As a pastor, we are not chasing more growth. We're chasing Jesus. We're not chasing an effective church, we're chasing Jesus. We're not chasing a cool church, we're chasing Jesus. Stability. Stability. We want Jesus. And I think our world is becoming more and more tumultuous. And I think it will continue to become more and more tumultuous. You know, on a kind of political world stage, Lots of stuff happening in the Middle East at the moment that's, you know, like causing instability. There's lots of stuff politically that causes instability. There's lots of stuff in culture that causes instability. There's the economic stuff going on which causes instability. And I think people are genuinely searching for something solid. And I've seen that time and time again, particularly like 18, 19, 20-year-olds. I've having conversation after conversation of people trying to find something that's solid, that's stable. That same day that we were at our leadership council, um, we were driving back, and it was the day, if, if any of you were around here, that, that hectic storm cell hit Long Jetty, you know, and the, and the roof of the mechanic gone, and there was sheds flying through the air. Um, and we completely missed it. We are up there, and the weather was fine. It came down, and, like, Long Jetty was a sh- in a shambles. And I was going for a walk, and you just noticed tree after tree just uprooted by the wind that the roots weren't enough to sustain the storm cell that came past. But then there were other trees, interestingly enough, that's like their roots were too, too deep and they were too rigid and then they just snapped in half at the trunk. And there's something about, you know, being a ch- often, you know, the people of God are compared to a tree. And there is something about being deeply connected to the ground, stability, rooted in, but not being too rigid, being able to move with the wind move with what's going on. And that's kind of the kind of church that I want us to be, a church of stability. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be a stable church? It's a very boring word, isn't it? Stability. What a boring thing to talk about on Vision Sunday. There's no better place I know to find stability than on the Sermon on the Mount, which is a collection of Jesus' kind of greatest teachings. Some people say it's the most important 
of Jesus' teaching, the most foundational of the way of Jesus. It's 100 verses, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And at the end of that sermon, you know, Jesus talks about all sorts of stuff, how to deal with adultery and anger and anxiety and money and prayer and fasting and giving and entering the narrow gate and being a centered person. But he ends the sermon in a really chilling way. It's probably familiar to a lot of us. It says this in Matthew chapter 7. This is, he'd been speaking, 100 verses, got a whole bunch of people on a mountainside, and this is what he says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And that's the end of the sermon. It's awkward silence. What's Jesus talking about here? He says, anyone who hears these words and puts them into practice, what are these words? Well, these words are the hundred verses before, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Anyone who hears those words and puts them into practice will be like someone who built their house on a strong foundation, on solid ground, stability. Anyone who hears these words and puts them into practice. In my mind, that's actually what being a Christian is. Not about believing a certain set of things. Not about coming to church or being a member of a church. It is about hearing the words of Jesus and putting them into practice, actually living them out. And that's how we find ourselves in stability. And the world can crumble and fall around you, but if you get that one thing right, you will find yourself on stable ground. And in the midst of you know, trying to work out where we're going strategically as a church, I think that is just the most important thing that we can ground ourselves on. Are we hearing the words of Jesus, and are we doing our best to put them into practice? Because then it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if we get four times as big or we half in size because we're standing on solid ground. We're standing on the way of Jesus. We talk about, you know, our vision statement is following the way of Jesus into the restoration of our neighborhoods. And that language is really important for us, that following Jesus is a way. It's not just a set of ideas. It's not just a text. It is a way. It impacts our bank accounts and the way we spend our time and the way that we treat people and how we deal with the storms of life. We need to put that stuff that we know and hear and see into practice, to practice it, to practice becoming more and more like Jesus. So um, kind of the, the big way that we're doing that this year is um, we're going to spend the better part of 16, 17, 18 weeks actually going through verse by verse the Sermon on the Mount because that's what Jesus says. Hear these words, put them into practice. So we're going to do a series called Jesus People. 
And it's really about what does it look like to found ourselves on, find ourselves on the rock, to find ourselves as people that actually walk out and practice the way of Jesus. Uh, we want to be Jesus-type people. It's the best kind of people to be. Jesus was the smartest person in any room. And he has wisdom for how to live. He paints this picture over 100 verses of the good life, what it actually looks like to live well in this world. Um, anyone remember um, in the 90s, early 2000s, the WWJD bands? Um, again, when we were at the Leadership Council retreat, someone suggested that we get a bunch of those and we could make them cool again. And we all laughed. And then one night I was sitting on my computer and I ordered 200 of them. Um, <laughs> but then it got lost in shipping somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. So we might get them or we might not, but we don't have them today. But you can just imagine. Um, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I think it's um, a great question. It's kind of unhelpful in some ways because what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus was a middle-aged single man in an obscure part of the Middle East and he was a roaming rabbi. And so what Jesus would do is often different to what we have to do with what we've been given right in front of us. I think the better question, and maybe the most central question of discipleship following Jesus, is to ask the question, what would Jesus do if he were me? What would Jesus do if he had my family and my house and my relationships and my job and my personality and my past trauma and my season? That is the question that changes everything. That is the question that helps us hear the words of Jesus and put them into practice. Not just a set of arbitrary commands to follow, but to work out what sort of person would I become if I continued to ask that question? What sort of community would we become if we continued to ask that question? What would Jesus do if he were me? My bank account, my friends, my past... And that is how we find ourselves on solid ground, to continue to hear the words of Jesus. But the Sermon on the Mount isn't just a set of commands. There's, a, there's lots of things that feel like laws, but they are illustration, pictures of the good life, of Jesus-type people. And we're going to explore that over the next couple of months. But it's not tied to politics. It's not tied to a friend group. It's not tied to the storm that's going on around us. It's tied to hearing Jesus, translating that to what he would do if he were me. Stability. Stability. Stability in Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. We just take a moment to relax ourselves into your presence. Jesus, I thank you that even though I'm not the best hype man, we know it is you who builds your church. This is your church. And we want to be really clear about that. We want to continue to hand the reins back over to you and your spirit. We want to find ourselves on solid ground. Not to be rigid, but to be stable. Not to be oblivious of what's going on around us and the storms that come or the calm 
days or the sunny days, but to be stable on you regardless. I pray that you would continue to shift us and shape us and change us by the power of your spirit as we become a people who practice, who put into practice the things that you taught us, that we would be a praying people. We'd be a people that find ourselves orientated towards the authority of scripture. We would be finding ourselves as people that rest well in Sabbath. That we would be hospitable people not just to our friends, but we would open up our homes to those in need. We'd be generous people. We'd take our money and our resources and our time with open hands. And we would be a people that serve, that seek to follow your way and kneel down and wash feet. Jesus, this year, would you shape us and change us and shake us? Would you make us into Jesus' people? We hand this year over to you. We hand our church over to you. We hand our homes over to you. We hand our past over to you. We hand our future over to you. We hand our work and our vocation over to you. We hand our personality over to you. And we ask that you would have your way. May we find stability in the only place it can be truly found. In you, Jesus. May we be Jesus' people. In your name, amen. Let's stand together.